We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. move over to the defensive side of the ball and a lot of these keys are going to be about just sort of I mean this is the side of the ball where it's like dude keep doing what you're doing a lot of this yes. stuff is going to be keep doing what you're doing especially what you did last week yes. uh, if if last week's game is sort of a building block for what this defense is going to be moving forward I'm going to be very I'm going to very much enjoy watching this defense play because it's been yep. very, it was it was very good the first five games, but they're always sort of like, man. But if they play that one team that can do this, they're going to get in trouble. What they did last week against Duke, that's going to make them much harder to consistently score on, and it's going to eventually start leading to teams making more and more mistakes. And here's the thing too, that I'll say about last week's defense: if the offense would have done its job, the defense really would have put that game away in the second half. And I don't know if Duke would have scored more than a touchdown. Because they could they could have taken a few more chances. Like it, you could tell they kind of wanted to, but then after a while, it's like, okay, we've got to back off a little bit in the second half because we can't we can't afford to let Duke make a play because our offense isn't doing what they need to do. So yeah. if the offense can start picking it up a little bit and this defense can really pin its ears back and let that D-line attack, Ryan, and and yeah. even get a little bit more creative some of his coverages, boy, they're gonna, you know, they're 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 gonna this defense is going to be good. Now, this is going to be a much harder defense offense to do that against Ryan, which is why sure. we came up with our three keys. Yeah, and number one, and I, it definitely spurs off of what we saw last week, because going into the Duke game, I remember one of the big headlines, Brian, was can Notre Dame get enough pressure when it matters most from a pass game perspective? Can they get to the quarterback? Can they affect the quarterback? Well, the first key of this one is getting to after the quarterback, being disruptive, because last week – Notre Dame did that. I mean, you talk about the game Howard Cross had last week. You talk about the game that Riley Mills had last week. Javante Jean-Baptiste also had a really nice game last week. There were some pressures from linebackers on the second level last week against Riley Leonard and Duke. It was really nice to see. And obviously, it was a little bit of a – it was a different a, a different type of defense, at least from a, from a front perspective last week. Notre Dame was a whole lot more aggressive – and trying to get after Riley Leonard. And they did that. They affected him in that football game. They really did. They forced the fumble. I mean, the, the last play of the game for them was a forced fumble where you affected Riley Leonard. You, you heated him up all game. Mm-hmm. This one, 
The di- big difference between this game now, Louisville and Duke last week, is that Riley Leonard can make some magic happen at times, right? Because he's a really gifted athlete. Jack Plummer, although he had some decent success last year against Notre Dame with his legs early on in that yeah. football game, especially, yeah, still he is me. not. He's not that kid that wants to deal with pressure. He's right. not. Notre Dame, in order to be the best version of themselves defensively, I think one that needs to be sustainable. The ability to heat up quarterbacks, the ability to get into the backfield, be disruptive, and then also the key to beating Louisville for that reason is because if you heat up Jack Plummer, you force him into mistakes. You can get him feeling a little frantic in the pocket. This is a big key for Notre Dame victory, not only for the Louisville game, but also for the long haul of being able to defend some of these Mm -hmm. good quarterbacks they have on the schedule. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The month of October is going to be jam-packed with huge games for Notre Dame. And ticket hunting for those games can be stressful, which is why you need to check out Game Time. Whether you're looking for last-minute tickets to this week's top 25 matchup between the Irish and Louisville, or next week when Notre Dame takes on USC, Game Time is the go-to place for you. That's where I went and got tickets to the Notre Dame-Clemson game for my mom and dad. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Ryan, last year, Jack Plummer having success running was about Notre Dame, not Jack Plummer. I mean, we, we, we broke it down after the game. It was terrible uh discipline from a 
a, a containment standpoint, D tackles overrunning quarterbacks. I mean, just yeah. it was more of a Notre Dame issue. We haven't really seen that be an issue this year. And and in in some ways, you could even say maybe they overcorrected a tad in certain ways, yeah. but that that hasn't been as big of an issue this week. And you know, yes, they only had two sacks last week, but to to your point, when you look at what Notre Dame did. Um, affecting Riley Leonard it's not this is what last week was a perfect example of it's not always about sacks yeah they only sacked him twice including at the end of the game when you knew he was going to throw right but the kid went 12 of 27 in the game last mm-hmm. week right mm-hmm. like that that is the disruption he he was th- I mean there were t- and there was a couple times when you're disruptive Ryan there's going to be times when the other guys are getting open on a couple of plays there's a couple of plays last week where Louisville or Duke had a couple guys open when I mean open I mean open against a good team which means by a couple steps and he couldn't step into the throws and get him off and it, it, it resulted in incomplete passes and so those are the things when you look at and say hey look this is this is why you've got to do that and you're talking about a guy that in the three previous games you know, his lowest completion percentage was 67.6. I mean, he literally went 12 of 12 against Lafayette. It's not very good. You know, 15 of 20 against Northwestern, which is, you know, not not a great team this year, but actually been kind of scrappy on defense a little bit this year, Ryan, um, of, of, for the most part. But, you know, you you were disruptive. That's the key. And so when we talk about our number one key being you know, be disruptive against the quarterback. It doesn't mean they need to have five sacks. If it if it results in that, fine. That's that's great. I'm not anti-sack. But what I also like on those type of plays, Ryan, is I want Jack Plummer thrown off of his back foot up the seam so a safety can step in front of it and get the football. Because he has you know? six interceptions already this season. He's been right in five games. Yep. Right. And and you saw Indiana do that to him a little bit. You know, Indiana did some things, I thought, defensively, Ryan, that were pretty creative. If, if you go look at it, like they were pretty creative plays. Uh, they were, they were you know, show, disguising coverages. When I mean creative, I just mean it's not like they were reinventing the wheel coverage-wise. But they did a pretty good job, I thought, that game of really disguising what they were doing coverage-wise. That, that's, yep. that's what I thought. And, and Jack Plummer had a rough game. And he went 13 of 23 for 238 yards. And I believe, Ryan, that 85 of those yards came on one play <laughs> yeah. to, to James uh, uh, Jamari Thrash early in the game, right? Yep. And, and so think about that. He had 238 yards. They jumped out early and then just couldn't score again because they just they couldn't figure out ways to consistently get the ball completed to the receivers in that game. And, and a lot of it had to do with the way that, that – that uh, Indiana was playing their defense. NC State did that to them this past weekend. Um, NC State made them very, you know, they they got some big plays in the game, but they also had a lot of mistakes, two picks. They, you know, th- there were some mistakes there. And, and I just feel like if you can, if you can pressure him, he will make mistakes. Where Jack Plummer's not going to make mistakes if he can sit back, get comfortable, make his reads, and do those type of things. That's when they're going to hit some catch and runs. They're going to get after you a little bit. The key, and, and you know this too, Ryan. I don't care how creative you get disguising your coverages. If you don't get pressure on the quarterback, a veteran quarterback will figure that stuff out eventually. What I what I want to see, and, and this is where I disagree a little bit with Coach Freeman. And I talked about this yesterday, Ryan. I want to give you a chance to talk about this because because to see if you see what I see. He says you can't really confuse Jack Plummer. I totally disagree with that. But when it happens, it happens because you've sped him up. 
You've sped yes. up his reading process because you're 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 mixing up your coverage, but also because you're you're you are being able to be a little bit disruptive. You are able to get him out of rhythm where he has to get rid of the ball quickly. I thought that's what Indiana did a pretty decent job with in that game. Uh, was 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 that, and they sped him up, yep. and the result was he forced some balls down the middle of the field that he didn't see a guy. That the one seam he I think it was to the right. He threw it to the right. Did not at all see that safety coming underneath, robbing it, and just leap in front and made the case. Had no concept that guy was there because they did a great job of, of of disguising their coverages, but they got him out of rhythm with their pressures. And even though they only had two sacks in that game, they were they were he was out of out of sync the whole game. That is what Notre Dame needs to do because if you can do that, he will make mistakes and you can you can beat him. If if Coach Freeman is saying that if I showed Jack Plummer a certain coverage. There's no coverage he hasn't seen. I agree with you. Yep. There's there's 100% no coverage in six years that he hasn't seen. He's seen mm-hmm. cover six, two, too high, you know, different types of, of ver- you know, variety of coverages and combo coverages. Like, he's seen all that, right? But Jack Plummer, and why does he have six interceptions this year? It's because he doesn't deal well with pressure. He doesn't deal well with pressure. And that's most quarterbacks. That's not really a Jack Plummer thing. Most guys aren't. Caleb Williams, who just kind of like feast outside of outside of inside of chaos and outside of pressure. Jack Plummer does not want to get heated up. He doesn't want to break the pocket. He wants to sit back there. He wants to be comfortable and he wants to find an open man, which nothing wrong with that. As long as you keep him protected, as long as that happens, you're good to go. Jack Plummer, I think, has seen enough football where he's not going to make a ton of mistakes just by seeing what's in front of him. Right. But you're you're 100% correct in when you when you make that process quicker, that's when right. decisions get made, right? Yep. If I sit down and I have a math problem in front of me, if I have as much time as possible, I'm probably going to figure out the math problem, right? But if I say, you only have a minute to figure that out, uh-oh, uh-oh, now I got to try to figure it out. Bingo. And I, that's where you Bingo. make mistakes. That's where right. you... You know, you don't carry something, and you and you make a you know addition error or like something like that. I know it's a really bad, right? It's a really bad. No, it's a it's a great right? example, Ryan. Because if I can yeah. sit and think through a problem, I can like okay, hold on a second. Let me. It, it's the same thing with like I was a history guy. It's the same thing if like you were to give me, uh, hey, you need to answer this question. All right, well, let me think about this. You know, well, let me let me look at Google. Let me research it, you know, and oh yeah, that's right. I got my memory refreshed and I can talk about what happened at this battle in 18, whatever. But if you're like, Hey, what, what was the turning point of this? You have 10 seconds to answer. And if you don't answer it, I'm slamming you to the ground, right? That that's, that's what it is, right? It's, it's the sped up aspect. If you're disguising your coverages and Jack Plummer's comfortable in the pocket, the thing about disguised coverages is they're only disguised initially. Right. And so eventually, right. (laughs) Right. So once everybody's kind of gotten into their zone, all right, I've had my three and a half seconds. I know who's where, and I'm throwing the football comfortably. But when I've got to get that ball out in two seconds and you're still mid Rob, I'm throwing a pick or I'm throwing an incomplete pass. And, and that's what Notre Dame did early on that last drive to Kyle McCord on the plays that worked, that got them in the third downs and the fourth downs and those type of things. It was going away from it that and giving them time to do it. And just because I don't think people are, are, are understanding correctly what I'm saying, I'm not criticizing Marcus Freeman for saying that. What's he supposed to do? If we if we can get after this kid, he's going to throw three interceptions. This kid, this kid, no, 
I don't care what he said. What I'm saying is right. What I'm saying is what he's saying is not actually accurate of what, how the game is playing. That's what I'm referring to. It's not a criticism of Mark Marcus Freeman. It's saying, this is what he said, but in reality, and that's what makes me think that, that the defense, well, it's not makes me, the defense knows this. They did it to him last year. You know, he got some yards, but he went like 16 of 37 last year. They did it to him two years ago where he had a lot of completions. So it was really two different two different scenarios, Ryan. Two years ago, or last year, Cal was more of a vertically-based offense, right? They like to get J. Michael Sturdivant and then the other kid. What's the name of the other receiver? Jeremiah, that had Hunter. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Hunter. Hunter. They liked, yep. But those guys were more vertical, downfield type of guys. Longer kids, yep. Yes, and they didn't have time to get the ball to them. So he was, he was you know, 16 of 37 not a very, you know, not a very good day for him. And he had, if it not for a couple scrambles, they do nothing against Notre Dame last year, throwing the football. Right. And there was like the one blown coverage that went for the touchdown with Cam Hart. And then in 2021, he actually completed a lot of passes. Uh, the, the, the Purdue offense completed a lot of passes and this is more relevant to Notre Dame. They completed 36 passes two years ago against Notre Dame. They threw for 291 yards against Notre Dame two years ago, but they did it on 54 attempts. They only averaged 5.4 yards per attempt, which is why they only scored 14 points in that game. And and so when when you look at it that way, Ryan, it's one of those things where this offense is going to have a lot of quick stuff, a lot of short game, a lot of screens. And if you are forcing Jack Plummer to just constantly get the ball out quickly, A, they're not going to move the chains a lot. You're going to rally to the football. You're going to make your tackles. But then B, when he does get the ball down the field, you pick them off, and that's exactly what they did to Purdue two years ago uh, when they played Purdue two years ago is, you know, yes, they completed some balls, completed some balls, but when they tried to push the ball down the field, that's when they got in trouble because Notre Dame was able to – to because they had sped everything up so much that they just couldn't get the balls out, and that's kind of what we're referring to here is they will make mistakes. Louisville will get their yards on Saturday, in in, in my opinion. They will, and, and but it's it, it's – if they get two big plays in the pass game, and let's say they get two 45-yard gains, okay. So that's going to happen. But if that's all they're getting, then you're okay. But if they're 45, 45, 25, 20, 16, 19, 23, that's when you get gashed. And those are the plays that Notre Dame has to avoid. And you're going to complete the, the, the every now and then complete the big play down the field, or maybe you make that one mistake. But overall, it's about creating disruptions, creating negatives. And if you can get Jack Plummer into third and longs, that's where you're going to have a lot of success, in my opinion, in the, in this matchup. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. I think the big key is that, and this is all due respect to Jack Plummer, because I know he's played a lot of football in his career, but I want Jack Plummer to be the one that has to beat me in this football game. That's that's the key number one for me. And I think you'll hear in, in our keys two and three, I think that that really kind of illustrates that because number two for us is Notre Dame has to control and shut down the running game for Louisville because one of the absolute best players for Louisville team, not just offense, is Jawan Jordan, who is, like you said, a former transfer. And he is averaging right now 7.7 yards per carry this year as a runner. And he actually had a really nice year last year as well for Louisville. And what is he, Brian? Because it's going to lead into our third uh, third point as well, is he's a big play waiting to yeah. happen. He's a young man that is a feast or famine runner, in my opinion. A young man that... Brian, hold on. Yes. Just do both now, because I think okay. it's going to allow you to be a little bit more. You can get into a little bit more if you just add those two together now, because sure. and then play them off each other. So just go ahead and do yep. point three now, and then you can keep going. Because I, I think it'll. I don't want you holding back on certain things that that how gotcha. the run game impacts number three. So just go ahead and do those two together. So our number two was shutting down the run. Number three was limit big plays, and that can come from a scheme perspective, execution, and then of course winning t- tackling in space. And where I was going with Jordan is that Jordan is one of three or really two football players, but there are more potential. But there's two big football players in this team that have showed this year that when you make a mistake, they can make you pay, and they can make you pay all the time. One is Gerard Jordan, the running back. The other is Jabari Thrash, the wide receiver, who's averaging well over 20 yards a catch at this point. But Jordan, for me, Brian, from what I've seen this year so far, he is a very feast or famine runner in the sense of it, he has an opportunity to create some big plays in the run game and even in the pass game as well. But when he's not creating big plays, it's a very underwhelming running game usually for Louisville. Like I think of them, their their last game against NC State, Jordan was not able to create a big play and Louisville really struggled to run the football. But other games this year, when he's able to break those big runs, that kind of loosens things up a little bit and allows a guy like Jack Plummer to be a little bit more comfortable because now his players or making plays in space. He doesn't have to worry about being a great processor. He can just become an easy distributor where get the ball to Jordan, get the ball to Thrash, and they're going to make big plays. But stopping the run game, I think, is a key number two for me and and obviously for you as well because Jawar Jordan is one of those kids that if you are not gap sound, if you're two guys in a gap or you miss a tackle in space or you're just not incredibly disciplined from a run fit perspective, the kid can make you pay. He can make you pay. And he is also one of those guys that I think can overcorrect and kind of pick up an offense at times. Because if an offense is struggling, you're just like, man, we're just not getting anything going. And then one play, 75-yard touchdown, everything gets loosened up, and now you're kind of off to the races. Jawar Jordan stopping him in the run game especially, I think is a big key for this Notre Dame game, Notre Dame defense this game. You know what this reminds me of, Ryan? Do you remember 2017 going into that NC State game? When NC State had Ryan Finley quarterback, you know, not the most physically yeah. get, but a really veteran, smart. you know, yeah. smart guy. And the thing that made that that NC State offense go, and up to that point in time in the season, they were six and one. They were scoring a lot of points. They'd scored uh in their in their five previous games, they'd scored 37 on Marshall, 47, 49 on Furman. Uh, they beat Florida State 27-21. They beat they scored 33 against Syracuse, 39 in a win over Louisville, 35 in a road win over Pitt. And a big part of their success was Naheem Hines being a fast, big play guy, but not necessarily an every down bell cow, right? And 
you know, you look at some of the games he had coming in. Uh, he averaged eight yards a carry in the game before Notre Dame against Pitt. He went 16 carries for 135 yards, uh, 19 carries, 115 on Syracuse, 11 for 92 against Furman. But he was kind of a feast or famine guy. And, and you know, against Florida State, he went 24 of 94, 3.9. Well, that was the least effective offensive performance that they had that game. And, and then when you look at their their win over North Carolina later in the year, 196 yards on 22 carries, 8.9 per carry. Like they were, he was a feast or famine guy in a lot of different ways. And and he was also a guy, you know, unlike, but unlike him, the thing I like about what Louisville does, just for a second, if I can get off point for just a, a, a minute, is they do a good job of, okay, even if you can shut him down in the run game, we're going to still find ways to get him the football. Because he's got he's a kid that's got a seventy he's got a seventy plus yard touchdown this season as a runner. He's got actually two as a runner, but he also has one in the pass game. He had a seventy five yard touchdown against Boston College in the pass game last week. They completely shut him down running the football. Uh, NC State did, and he only had thirty two yards on sixteen carries. They had a twenty six yard reception. You know, so yeah. that's where those two things tie together, Ryan. Why I wanted you to put them together because stopping uh, Jamar Jordan in the run game doesn't mean you've stopped him completely in the big plays, and and it leads to what you're talking about. Whereas, if you make Louisville just methodically have to go up and down the field, play after play after play, they're not going to be successful. They yeah. need the big plays to win, and if you and if they're balanced and they force you to start inserting your third level options into the run game more and more and more they make him even more dangerous throwing the ball because all of a sudden they catch you on that one play-action pass on first down where the safety robs down and he, he's peeking in the backfield and Jamari Thash, Thrash or, or Kevin Coleman or one of their other weapons uh, runs by you, and that's how you get hurt. I mean, Chris Bell, Amari Huggins-Bruce, they all have big plays this year that they've been able to hit you with. Jawar Jordan out of the backfield. They've all been able to hit some big plays this season, Ryan, and they're all capable of hitting big plays. And, and But if you can shut them down, and that's why all of our points kind of go together because it all goes back to the, to, the, to the theory, Ryan, of you've got to dominate the line of scrimmage. All these points begin at the very foundation, even the big plays, with dominate the line of scrimmage. That's going to dis- yeah. mean you're going to be disruptive against Jack Plummer. It means you're going to be able to stop the run game. It means you're going to limit the pass, pl- the, big game, you know, the big plays in the pass and run game. And it's going to force Louisville to be a little bit more um, uh, methodical and, and efficient. And, th- and the thing about them this year, and this is where it'll eventually get there with Jeff Brom, but right now they're just not an overly efficient offense. They've yeah. been, to your point, they, there has been some feast or famine. And we, you know, we saw that against Indiana. We saw that against NC State. Jamari Thrash goes for an 85-yard touchdown early. What did they do throwing the ball after that? Not a lot, right? They won because they had the better players. Right. That's what it came down to. Notre Dame's going to have to make this about who's better in the trenches. And and it's not even just about winning in the trenches. It's about dominating in the trenches. And if you can dominate Duke's defense last week with your front four, there's no excuse for you. Offensive line, excuse me. There's no excuse for you not to have a similar mentality. I mean, scheme wise, you'll be a little bit different because you always adjust for the team that you're playing. But the, the mindset of we're going to turn those boys up front loose, that needs to still be the foundation of it. Because if you can do that against Louisville, you will you will create more mistakes because you don't have the runner at quarterback no. that you had last week that you have to worry about, which means you can use your linebackers more and more and more to drop under coverage, to get up underneath those over routes, to get up underneath those crossing routes, to get up underneath the slant routes, to get up underneath the in cuts, all the different things that Louisville likes to do to attack the middle of the field. 
you can use your linebackers as weapons against that Ryan if if your front is dominant. If not, you're not only going to trigger your linebackers a lot to, to get after the quarterback, but you got to do it against the run game. And that's when I get real nervous about Louisville's ability to create some of those big plays. So it all builds on top of each other, Ryan, and leads to limit the big plays, dominate the line of scrimmage, and you're going to have a shot to keep this team in check offensively. They yeah. they, they really will. Well, I think all these play. I think a lot um, Louisville has a lot of players offensively that are after catch and after contact players, right? They're guys that, that they're not necessarily big winners before the catch and in the air. They're more of let's get the ball in their hands and let them, let them make plays after the catch and after contact. Jawar Jordan is one of those kids that you miss a tackle. You're in the wrong gap. That's when he's going to house call it, right? That's when he's going to house call it. Barry thrashing. I'm watching them just throw now screens to him and him creating big plays just off of now screens mm-hmm. because he is that guy that is going to be able to create those little nuanced moves in space to make guys miss and then hit some chunk plays. So the two biggest things for me, just kind of building off of it is one, you have to be in good position. You have to make sure defensively you were in the sound solid position to make a play. Number two, and this has been an Achilles heel for Notre Dame so far. You have to finish plays. You have no missed tackles in space because this is a team like we'll see with USC next week, like Ohio State also is, even though Notre Dame didn't have as much of an issue in that game. If you miss a tackle against these types of teams, they will be able to create big plays. Do not miss a tackle against Jabari Thrash. Do not miss a tackle against Kevin Coleman. Do not miss a tackle against Jawar Jordan. If you keep what's there in front of them and finish plays, I, I'm going to be okay for I'm going to be very okay with Louisville trying to be an eight plus play drive to score points. I don't think that that's going to be incredibly effective for them where they are dangerous is three plays, 80 yard touchdown because they had a 70 yarder. That's where they separate themselves as far as being an explosive offense. Can't let guys like thrash Jordan beat you on the game. Make Jack Plummer circling back to the first point, make Jack Plummer be the guy that has to beat you on Saturday, not just be a facilitator and distributor. Ryan, if this game comes down to Jack Plummer's got to sit in the pocket and for yep. 60 minutes go through his progressions, make those throws, you, you got to feel good about your chances to, to have success. Yep. But if he has too much time in the pocket, then he's yep. going to be successful. But that leads to your point. Then it's no longer about Jack Plummer. It's about he's get, he's able to get the time to get the ball out to those guys. If Jack Plummer has to put this offense on his shoulders – I, I, with all due respect to the kid, I don't think he's that guy. I don't. No. No. And 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 Notre Dame has done. Notre Dame did a. I, I, I'll be. I was really impressed with the job Notre Dame did against Louisville two or against uh, Purdue a, a couple years ago. Uh, that was one of I thought Marcus Freeman's better games that that season. And and he had several, but that was to me one of his better games because they did. I mean, at the time, if you remember, Ryan David Bell was like, I mean. He was really putting up some big time numbers. You know, I mean, he was a really good football player. And Notre Dame did a great job of shutting him down. I mean, if you if you go back and look at it, the week the two weeks before he played Notre Dame, he had eight catches for 134 yards against Oregon State, six for 121 against UConn. The week the game after he played Notre Dame, he had six for 120. And then uh, at Iowa, who always has a good defense, 11 for 240. At 11 for 217 that year against Michigan State, 11 for 103 against Ohio State, 12 for 101 against Northwestern. He caught seven balls against Notre Dame for 64 yards, and half of those came on one play. Right. Yeah. So, like, they, they know this scheme, 
And, and it, it's going to just come down to being disciplined, which includes tackling and dominating in the trenches. And if they do that, then I feel good about it. I, I do think this team is going to be good enough, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this in the predictions. I do think this Louisville team is going to be good enough to, to make a couple plays. I do. I think there'll be some. You just got to limit them, and if they can do that, and they have so far. You just hope this isn't the week you have your off game. You know, you just, you just, you hope this isn't the week because this is this week and next week are the two weeks that I just don't want to see Notre Dame have an off game defensively because they have the weapons. This, this, I would say this, Ryan, this is, this is Louisville is in my top three of Notre Dame opponents of best group of weapons with USC and Ohio State. Like, just sk- take away the quarterback, just looking at the offensive skill weapons, right? And I know a lot of the attention next week will be on Caleb Williams, but, you know, maybe they don't have a, a star receiver yet, but they've got like six really good ones, All you know, games, yeah. and, and they're good at running back and they're good at tight end. And, and this is, this is, this next two weeks are going to be your, your, your toughest remaining test when it comes to, you just got some athletes you got to go against and handle. And if yep. they can do it like they have so far this year, they're, they're going to be successful. But this is why Ryan to finish it up. This is why it's so important that their name offense play well you can't keep putting all this on your defensive shoulders. You, you're going to have to step up and do your part and, and do it early. They've done that against the bad teams, but Notre Dame just has not been able to score against the better teams on the schedule. Just They just haven't yeah. been able to do it, especially early. So it's going to have to get changed this week, and that's where they're going to be. Well, I think that's why it's, it was so frustrating the last two weeks because Ohio, Notre Dame wasn't able to, to separate themselves in either of those football games because the offense wasn't playing well enough. So everyone just started hyper-focusing on the couple bad drives the defense would have instead of the nine good drives that they would have a football game, right? Where it's like people would come out of these last two games, Brian, and be like, Al Golden's not the guy. He's not the guy. It's just like, no, he, he kept you in that football game. He exactly. kept you and in he's there. Every game you've played so far. You <laughs> but, know? but you always hyper focus on the one or two times it didn't work because the offense wasn't able to separate themselves. Right. Separate them. And then defensively, it's just like, oh, wow, they give up one touchdown late. Who cares? Like, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, you don't hyper-focus on right. it that much anymore. So, right. Yeah.